Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley. A familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hey everybody, it's Forbes Riley, and welcome to a very special and unique edition of The Forbes Factor. So I had the opportunity to be a guest speaker at the California Women's Conference, a major think tank of thought leaders, and I'm going to bring them to you if that's okay. I would like to start with the one and only Walter O'Brien. And if you've ever seen the TV series Scorpion, you know who I'm talking about. He's one of the smartest men in the world at 197 IQ. That's 30 points higher than Einstein. Take a listen to this. That's nice, a little musical intro that I'm hearing. I'm Forbes Riley, and we're actually broadcasting live from the California Women's Conference here in Long Beach 2017. I found everybody, there's only one man here, and I found him. It's Mr. Walter O'Brien. You guys know who he is? Now, Walter, at 197 IQ, makes me feel so smart. Stupid, I can't decide which. You're the fifth smartest man in the world? Yes. Is there any women smarter, by the way? Yeah, the smartest is Marilyn Von Savant, so that's a woman. Which is, Savant is named for her? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, have a, have a good name. Weird coincidence. Yeah. I know. Well, my name is Forbes. Weird coincidence. I'm really famous and very successful, and I have my own magazine. Odd. So I don't know if you recognize Walter. Walter liked to be behind the scenes for most of his life, and then one day he said, wait a second, I have an amazing story to tell, and you stepped out into the light, but you did it in a big way. If you've seen the TV show Scorpion, which is a wonderful show, he is the Scorpion. He's Walter O'Brien. Oh, right. Then she just put it to back. Oh, I was like, oh my God, I love the show. I know. <laughs> Everyone here just went, oh my gosh. So tell me, how did you, why did you decide to step out into the light? Well, uh, nice way of putting it. Um, we have been solving problems for people for about 30 years. And we work with uh, both adults and kids who are very high IQ which often means they're low EQ, emotional intelligence, common sense, social skills. So we designed our company and corporate culture to be a home for the mentally enabled, an orphanage for smart people, because they don't fit in in the regular corporate culture. And we did the TV show as a way, because if I wrote a book, the millennials may not read it. If I made a movie, they'd forget my name in six months. But if we replace CSI as the number one show on the air for the next 10 years, then the geniuses will come find us. Uh, so it's one method of recruiting, but it also means that the kids out there will be inspired to 12-year-olds, inspired to grow up to be scientists instead of maybe Kim Kardashian. Oh, and that might be good for the country. Yeah, I got a whole applause here. Um, wow. So the show sends them a couple of messages. Number one, there's a place for everyone who never fit in. Number two, every problem does have a solution. And number three, being smart is cool. Maybe we should celebrate intelligence instead of just basketball. 
So one of the things that I love about hanging out with Walter is I was a goofy, ugly little girl. I had a broken nose and frizzy hair. I was overweight and I was so the social outcast. And I was also smart. In fact, I was put in the genius class. The thing about me, though, is I didn't really deserve to be there. My dad didn't go to college and he was an engineer. And so by the time I got to first grade, I could do long division and all these crazy things and solve problems. But I knew that I wasn't as smart as the other kids, which is funny that we meet many years later. But I never wanted my dad to be embarrassed. So what I did was I worked hard. And I became one of the hardest working kids you'll ever meet. I graduated college with two degrees and three years. Not because I was smarter, but I worked harder. So for everyone listening out there, you know, one of the messages that I like that you embrace is I was a goofy kid who didn't fit in. So were you. We are both by normal, we're, we're successful, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, if you're making more than 400 grand a year, then you're in the top 1% in the U.S., which means you've got to be careful on taking advice from the other 99% of people you meet. Oh, see, that's also a very interesting thing. So many times women come up to me and say, Forbes, how do you get confident? How do you get successful? And one of the things you, you associate with people who are. So we are new associates. And I don't know if you agree with that. It's fun. You know, I'll say things and Walter will look at me like going, I have a different, completely different idea. I love you because you challenge, because you don't accept the norm, which is not what most people do. They'll read the newspaper and they will spit out what they just read, not knowing that that is not necessarily real news, but perhaps manufactured news. You take that beat, look at me going, wait, I can argue with you and debate with you. So talk to me about the difference right now, because we're at the California Women's Conference between men and women, in your opinion. Well, that's a loaded topic, and it's, it's a long conversation. But uh, I guess if I started in my own area of technology, and I believe there's a TEDx conference or a TED speech on this where this lady used to give coding classes to kids, and she would give them to boys and girls. And then when the time limit was up and they had to present their results, often the girls would have nothing to present. And the boys always did. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And what she learned is that Girls are brought up to be perfect, and boys are brought up to be brave. So the boys' system may not work, and it works part of the time, and it has mistakes in it, and they'll just keep brute forcing it until they eventually get it working. Whereas the girl will come up to the deadline, realize it's not working, scrap it, and pretend she didn't try, rather than presenting something that's not perfect. I just got chills all over my entire body. And I think that has ripple effects through business, entrepreneurship, startups, etc., where you know, one of the kind of mantras in business, especially in marketing, is to fail faster. And if a woman doesn't feel like she can fail or that if she fails, everyone will go, well, we told you you couldn't do that, then um, she's never going to fail fast enough to eventually find out which thing works. Mm. So I think that's one difference. Obviously, there's social conditioning where computer science classes and everything else are not presented as the sexiest thing a woman should grow up and do. So you get whatever 5% of students studying computer science, and then even less than that, dropping out later where they go do a different career. And they don't actually do it. I'll give you a little insight. And, and one there's of no that, muscle involved in thinking and typing. Right, one of the things that Walter is referring to, and this is kind of interesting for all of our ladies to listen to, is what we're women, as women, we're going to do in the future. And you have an, uh, an interesting prediction. If women don't learn how to code, what is it that you told me? Well, I had certain concerns as things go forward, but again, I'm biased. My degrees are artificial intelligence and computer science. So I see the world through a particular point of view. And I see the world as technology is the largest industry and the largest employer in the world. 60% of the world's billionaires made it in technology. Technology is run by software and software is run by programmers. So programmers run the world to some extent and that's only happening more and more and more. Now, if you look around us, you've got 160,000 people being Uber drivers. 
Uber just partnered with Volvo with self-driving cars in Pittsburgh, so they'll eventually be turned off. You have 1.6 million truck drivers. They're just big Ubers, so they'll get turned off. Factories are now finding out that their minimum wage worker plus union fees plus overhead plus health benefits, smoke breaks, etc., costs about 33 grand a year. But the robotic arms that can do their jobs in three shifts of production at 250% increase in efficiency and 80% decrease in defects costs 100 grand. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. So now you've got blue-collar workers out of business. And then if you look at the other jobs program we have, which is the military, for all Air Force, uh, ground troops, et cetera, et cetera, we've now had 15 years of working on unmanned vehicles, unmanned aircraft, unmanned sea vehicles, swarm math, et cetera. So what are those people going to do? So if you're just listening to this conversation, I'm privileged enough to spend time talking to Walter. I've had these conversations one-on-one with you, and and it's amazing and enlightening, and I don't know that you guys always normally hear this. So I'm going to urge you to share this conversation with people because it's very, very important what you're going to say next about your future and your kids' future. What happens if all of those things go away? All those jobs that we're used to. Well, there's what should happen and then there's what will happen. What should happen if we were a civilized, sophisticated society with good, sophisticated leadership is that we would either develop a universal wage, like I think they've done a bit in Norway, or a equivalent of a robot tax. So if I replace half the workers in my factory with robots, then I got to pay a higher robot tax so that all the people I just unemployed are not a burden to society. Mm. So imagine if the government could pay you, everybody, 25 grand a year as a salary just for being a citizen, and that because of robots, everything got four times cheaper, so that 25 grand is the equivalent of 100 grand a year before you start working. Okay. That would free humans up to do what's uniquely human. Well, Gary, listen, I love this. What is uniquely human? Art, music, uh, entertainment, authorship, books, philosophy, science, uh, and exploring the universe, Star Trek stuff. Versus now where 99% of us are trapped in a job we don't like so we can pay the rent on Friday. Mm. That's not being human. That's not your self-actualization. Got it. So it would free humans up. That's what should happen. Unfortunately, because of human greed, we'll probably go through about 15 years of turbulence before we'll eventually get to that conclusion. Okay, so should we be nervous? Should we be scared? I don't know. This is a, this is a great conversation. We're not obviously going to cover it all. We have a very limited amount of time with Walter, who is spending the day with us here at the California Women's Conference, speaking to a lot of women, informing them about getting educated, getting smart, being connected. Um, I know you've got some crazy philosophies, but you also started, your company not only does this amazing TV show, let's spend a minute talking about what is Scorpion and why Scorpion. So Scorpion and the service that we're talking about today is conciergeup.com. Mm-hmm is basically allowing the general public and women doing startups and entrepreneurial work to be able to rent a brain, to be able to tap in to the think tank that is Scorpion and get help with their business. Okay, so this is why, and this is why I invited him here. Because so many times when you start a business, there's so many things we don't know. And if you stand there in a place of, I don't know how to do manufacturing, I don't know how to do marketing, you come to you and what happens? We do everything that's not your core competency. So let's say you're a hairdresser and you want to open a hair salon. Doing the analytics to figure out which mall has the largest traffic but is furthest from all the other hair salons, maybe you can't do that as quickly yourself as we can do it. 
figuring out where the coolest barber chairs are, how you're going to put in the security cameras, what merchant accounts you're going to have to swipe your credit cards through, what's your point of sale system and will it integrate with QuickBooks so you can do your taxes cheaper, where are you going to store your grand opening and what celebrity is going to endorse your brand, what is your brand and how are you going to get your logo developed. There's 140 things you've got to figure out to do just to start your business. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be the best hairdresser in the world, and crap at the other 140 things. Well, as we like to call them, you had an entrepreneurial seizure, but you're really a hairdresser or a doctor or a lawyer, and you take care of all those other things. So we've got the checklists of all the other things, so you can spend three years figuring it out yourself or three months letting us do it for you. Hmm. So what would you rather do? If you have over 10 grand in budget, you go to conciergeup.com and you just type in a one-liner. The way we put it is if you want to search something, type it in Google. If you want it to happen, type it in conciergeup. Don't you just love him? So not only is that happening, but we can tune you in. When can we see you on television? Not you or your show. Normally every Monday night at 10 o'clock, but we're just wrapping up season three now. Mm-hmm. But we're approved for season four, so we'll be back on next season. What's one of your favorite episodes? Probably the first one, A, because I'm in it, and B, it With was the, the most exciting thing to, to, one to make, um, just in terms of pulling it all together. Because we had the director of Fast and the Furious, the writers of Sopranos, Prison Break, and Hostages. It was great. And the producers of... Tra- Transformers, Spider-Man, and Star Trek. And if you've not seen that episode, it is amazing. Lastly, and in that episode, a mother discovers that her, do- her son is a genius. Uh, I know how, as a lot of moms, we always don't, you know, and by the way, different can be slower, faster, whatever. What do you recommend when you've got a kid who's kind of smart? What do you do with them? What's the best advice and things you can do with that child? Well, you need to explain to them. Let's say they are a genius in a 150 IQ. That means they're one in 10,000 people. That means if their village, their school, their church all disagree with them, there's more than a 50% chance they're right and everyone else is wrong. Mm. And then get them out of that village. Okay. What else? You need to surround them with people who are more like themselves. They need to find their own species. Well, because you were a little unique as a child. I don't know if everybody knows your history. We have a minute left to kind of talk about that. I love your story. What were you doing when you were just a very youngin? Well, I hacked into NASA at 13, (laughs) stole the shuttle blueprints, and got busted by the NSA and Interpol. Yeah, okay, so a typical 13-year-old, right? Yeah, okay. Or my son's, by the way, when I look at my son playing video games, every once in a while I wonder if he's actually really flying those drones (laughs) and doing that stuff. They came after you? And how did that affect you? Um, Well, we did a deal, and they ended up being my client. So, you know, honestly, one of the most unique stories. Um, you're gonna, you guys are going to also hear a replay of this on my new radio series called The Forbes Factor. Because I call the For- when you want to Forbes something, to Forbes it means that you've manifested something, especially when nobody believes it's possible. So my question to you is, what have you forbes lately? Well, more people have walked on the moon than had a TV show on the air about them while they're still alive. Bingo. I adore you. Um, any last words? I think we have got one minute left for my audience. Um, any final things we should be thinking about? You guys spend a lot of time brainiacing. Most of us read the news and watch television, so we don't really know what's going on. So anything you want to share with my audience? Well, I think look at what's happening. Look forward five to ten years. And a lot of things I talked about, people think linearly, not exponentially. So they think it's the next 50 years. But five years ago, we didn't have Uber. So these things I'm talking about that seem like dramatic changes will happen in the next three to five years. Wow. Um, So it's just a a think about the future, be thoughtful, and it's going to come quicker than you thought. So my daughter is writing a book called Every Company Needs a Kid. What does that mean for you? Well, I think what it means for me is the ageism has held back companies. and A lot of companies became dinosaurs because they're still run by people who were born in the 50s who think it still is the 50s. And that's completely irrelevant, and they will rapidly go out of business because of that. 
So they need to at least hire, think forward, listen to the kids. And when your technology changes every six months, having 30 years experience doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, I love that. So help for the future for, for your kids. I'm Forbes Riley. I've been interviewing Walter O'Brien. You can see his TV show Scorpion. It's in his fourth season. We're at the California Women Conference. We'll be back right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Forbes Factor. I hope you enjoyed Walter O'Brien as much as I did. Truly amazing to meet him in person. All these interviews are brought to you care of the California Women's Conference I did live, and I feel very blessed to be able to bring this to you because that was a very intimate audience. Up next is Alvin Law, and you can't ever have a bad day when you listen to Alvin, who was born without arms. And don't feel sorry for him. He does everything with his feet, including eating, dressing, driving, sewing, playing sports, playing the drums. Okay, you want to listen to this interview. Stay tuned for Mr. Alvin Law. Conference, and I got to tell you, I'm watching something that everyone asks me, but no one else can really do. I'm watching Alvin Law actually spin him with his toes. I can do this. Now, I, I, yeah, actually, we have to wind it up now, which Stop. is kind of interesting. Uh, now, why would he be using his toes? I tell people it's a little bit of a sexual thing. He doesn't have <laughs> arms to do this with. Where'd your arms go? I was uh, born without arms um, due to that infamous morning sickness medication, thalidomide. Yep. From the 1960s. I'm Canadian, so it. It made it there, but not to America in great numbers, thank God. 
So by the way, I just want to introduce my guest. Alvin Law is a professional speaker. He is a rock star. He is very inspirational. <laughs> no, you are. You really are. And let me share something with you. I have had the honor and the privilege, privilege in my life to work with a wide variety of people. And my daughter always says, Mom, why is it that most people who get on stage have these horrible stories that they've overcome? And I'm like, because we've overcome horrible stories. And if you are the sum of the obstacles you overcome, the bigger the obstacle, the greater the victory. Now, I just had a chance to meet for the first time Emmanuel Kelly, who was thrown away as a little boy who was not looking normal or like the rest of everybody. Um, you were born. What did your mom and dad think when you were born? Well, uh, it depends which parents you're talking about. Okay. Well, tell me I what. got one of those stories, too, All like right. Emmanuel's. Only mine was a little, uh, a little different in the sense that mine wasn't connected to the tragedy of a place like Iraq and orphanages and kids just being discarded. Uh, mine was, was rural Canada with a farm family who gave birth to me who just could not cope with the truth. But it was also a prognosis by the doctors at the time, and this isn't uh, a melodrama. They just couldn't see a future, and they wanted to be honest with my family. And my family were overwhelmed to the point where they asked what they could do. And one of the options was to sign papers and make me uh, a ward of what they called the government of Saskatchewan, which is a province in Canada. And by, the five, by five days of age, I was, I was by myself. But where that's a sad story, the good story comes next because I was taken into a foster home who were supposed to look after me for six weeks, then six months and then forever home. So Jack and Hilda Law, especially Hilda Law, uh, is my story, really. And, and, you know, it's funny because we're at a women's conference and Mother's Day is coming up and it's pretty cheesy, but the simple fact is there's no cheese involved. My mom changed my life. You make me cry. You guys can't see my tears at the moment, but it is Mother's Day and I'm actually not going to spend it with my two kids. I'm just thinking, gosh, it is fascinating what people do. So Hilda Law looked at you and saw what? You know, frankly, this is going to sound a little insensitive. She saw a job. (laughs) She was a foster mom. This was a job. She was going to work at trying to make me as independent as she could. But let's let's keep in mind, this is really important. This was 1960. So Uh. she couldn't really Google, you know, no arms or Siri, what do we do? She had no (laughs) idea what to do. But she had this resiliency. That seems to be a real code word lately. Right. Uh, she had resiliency before it was a code word. It was just her way of living. She'd been through, because of her age, do the math. My mom was, well, you didn't know this. My mom was 55 years old when she took me home. Oh, wow. And my dad was 53. And they'd lived through the Depression. And dad was a World War II veteran of the Canadian military. And they just were resilient people. Uh, they raised my brothers, John and Terry, who are still alive. My brother John's 85. My brother Terry's 81. But they were just these, this force of nature, especially Hilda. So when she saw me one day, and it is unfortunate that the audience can't see, my toes just started to, to, to function like fingers. I started to play with things in my crib and play with teddy bears. And instead of mom going, that's odd, mom kind of went, hmm. First of all, you don't see that every day. But second of all, maybe he's showing us something because it was so mm. instinctive. So mom really just had to change her mindset to raising me like my brother's. Only my feet became my hands and everything else took care of itself. Because if you think about it, the feet may be very novelty oriented to people seeing it for the first time. But the functionality has nothing to do with the physicality because lots of people use their feet. You look around the world, go on the internet. That's true. There's lots of people use their feet. It's the mindset and the spirit that took over everything else. Well, because I'm who I am, I get to ask questions. Having no arms, how did you you feel growing up? Awesome. Did you? I grew up in, in rural Saskatchewan, Canada, a little right. town called Yorkton. I was so accepted because that was the nature of our community. You, 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 it was like, well, that, that's, that's the law boy. 
Well, that's a little Alvin, you know. And, and in fact, mom would, would, would get angry with people who would try to do things for me because right. that was their instinct. Well, let me help the little boy. And mom would, you know, come up and scream at him and say, don't you touch him. Because really it was about not only getting independence in my life, right. but it was about not expecting to be treated special. Huh. How do you eat? With my feet. Do you really? Oh, yeah. So I, yeah. And forgive me. Yeah. I have not. No, no, I'm so excited by no, you. No forgiveness uh, required. Well, no, I haven't required. seen it. I want to see this. Yeah, chopsticks I haven't figured out yet. But, you know, neither have I. And yeah. I've got all five yeah. fingers and I have no idea what to do with them. So, <laughs> Actually, one of the funnier stories that I tell in my speaking is something that really happened to me when I was a teenager. I was becoming a typical adolescent and uncomfortable in my body. And I was having a, a hamburger one day with my dad, and I eat with one foot, so I put the hamburger between my first and second toe and to get that. You can get your feet all the way up to your mouth. Oh, yeah, just like this. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- I had the hamburger, and I was chewing away, and it was, sorry if, if you're using visualization in your mind right now, it was a pretty juicy hamburger. Ah! So, there, so there was a lot of stuff happening with my feet, and I started licking my toes off. I love it. And ah! that kind of made somebody in the audience sort of almost lose their lunch. But it was funny because that reaction bothered me, and yet my dad didn't do anything about it. And when we talked about it later, mm-hmm. my dad said, I can't follow you around for the rest of your life fixing people who don't like you. Maybe you need to work on it yourself. So I discovered a real secret. This is going to sound real perfect-minded. You can't change people's opinion of you, but you can certainly work on the one of your own. So I just changed my mind. If people want to stare, fine. Now I wave at people, and that gets a whole different reaction. I love it. I get the sense that you just embrace this. It's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Well, yeah. I love being around you. Thanks. Well, to be quite honest, uh, that, that's why people get it wrong when they see me. They think there's less here. There's actually way more here. Because I think what happens is, you, you, you know, again, this is just my, my mantra. Every morning, thank you. Right? Thank you. I'm married. You should see my wife. She's hot, by the way. <laughs> Why um, wouldn't she be? I've got a 31-year-old son. I've got a successful career. I travel the world. Uh, you know, I, I, things that have happened in my life, however, I don't think they're meant to sound like a, a bragging point or a trophy case. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. They're simply me just living. But you also, what you are is an example because I have the same things. I have a lot of things in my life that were incredibly tragic. If life happens to you, that's really bad. If it happens for you, that becomes a metaphor and a platform to speak about. Yeah. That's why you do that. Have you always yeah. been a professional speaker? No, no, no. I was a broadcaster. I was a fundraiser. I was an advertising executive. I ran for political office. I tried every possible way that I could make an imprint on the society that I live with. Why is that so important? Uh, you know what? It, it started out being ego. That's, that's real simple. It was all about me, ego, ego, ego. But then I started meeting people who, who taught me that it's about the bigger picture. It's about the, the big world that we live in. And by the way, we do live in a pretty small world. Uh, you know, it's a lot smaller than we think. And I think we're all linked together. And I think the more that we can embrace that, you know, I know it sounds corny too, but it really is what I believe. It's what you know, I believe. I, you know, it's funny. You said corny and maybe it's because you're so adorable and from Canada and you're polite. Yeah. But how about just true and honest and simple? I, I don't mind. It's not corny. It's just... These are things that actually matter that we're actually not talking about. Bad things happen to good people all the time. And if it's self-imposed, you have to reevaluate the behavior that led it to happening to you. Right. When a tragedy happens to you by circumstance, I mean, this is stupid. I got my car broken into in Vancouver, Canada a couple of weeks ago, a rental car. I was parked in a parkade. I didn't think anybody would come in there. I was angry for about 10 seconds because it occurred to me, I can't change what happened 10 minutes ago, half an hour ago. My window's broken. I'll get it fixed. They stole something out of the car that's replaceable. No big deal. The trick becomes when it's something closer. You know, you lose a loved one to tragedy. Mm-hmm. Going up to someone and saying after they've lost a loved one to tragedy, oh, just get over it. That's insulting. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is bad things happen to good people all the time. 
We only get one life. So we have to put that in perspective. But more than anything, we have to recognize we're not the only ones. Other See, while this is all very heady and very interesting, I'm yeah. sitting here going, yeah. in my mind, how do you drive a car? I steer with my right <laughs> foot on the wheel and my left foot on the gas. Oh! So are there days that you wake up and it's not so much fun to be you? Uh, it's a pretty rare. Pretty rare. Okay. It's, it's a mindset that I've... It's like a habit. Okay, you know? so that's the big thing I want to touch on. Somebody's sitting yeah. out there and they've got yeah. everything going for them and they don't realize it. What... But they wake up and they're depressed. What do you tell people like that? Well, there's a difference between waking up depressed because you have gen- genuine mental illness or mental health issues. Because some people, that's the real deal. No, we're just talking to the average person who goes, oh, yeah, it's all yeah. really hard out uh, here. You know what? Take, take, take a break. Uh, get off your device. Turn off the television. Don't look at the newspaper. Go for a walk. And give yourself in your mind five items in your life that you are fortunate to have. And start making a list. The trouble is we get so busy that we don't have the time to appreciate what we do have. I mean, again, this, this sounds like I'm, I'm doing a commercial. But the fact of the I'm matter the is... I'm commercial queen. Yeah, it's but, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but here, listen to this one. You're going to love this one. When you don't have any arms, yeah. you fundamentally appreciate what you got. So if you can just figure that one out, you know, and just, just look into your life and say, I've got more than I don't. I love that. I've got more than I don't. And yeah, I can tell you this by looking at your spirit. How do people find you? Alvinlaw.com. Alvin Law. It is the law. Happiness, courtiness, yeah. fun, and feet. Yeah, yeah. By Forbes. By Forbes. Oh, I love it. All right, tickle, you. Tickle. This was awesome. Alvin Law, you got to check him out. You got to hear him speak. I can't wait to Thanks, go hear Forbes. you speak. I've heard the most glowing things about you. I've seen you forever. I feel very honored, as you should, for being part of this broadcast at all. I am Forbes Riley. It is my great pleasure here from the California Women's Conference in Long Beach, 2017. I love you guys and stay in touch. Watch out for me on the Forbes Factor coming your way on Wednesdays. Bye bye, guys. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. 
Wow. I'll tell you what, I applaud Alvin. And when you see him applaud with his feet, you're going to go, wow, anything is possible. And that's what we do here at the Forbes Factor. I want to introduce you now to one of the specialist little girls I've ever met in my life. Now, you've seen her in the movie Black or White with Kevin Costner, The Night Shift, So This Is Christmas, and so many more. How did she do all of that at 13? She is precious. She is sweet. She's dealing with a little health issue. And again, here on Forbes Factor, we take a look at all those things. Please welcome Miss Jillian Estelle. All right, everybody, it's Forbes Riley. I am back, and I got to tell you, one of my all-time amazing guests is with me. She is tiny, petite, in a small package with the biggest personality you've ever seen. Now, don't blink, because you may have seen her. Where are you going to... Oh, black and white, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, she's been in an amazing movie with Kevin Costner and Olivia Spencer. More By the time most of us... We weren't even in high school by the time you were already a star. <laughs> Thank Say you. hi to Jillian Estelle. Hi, I'm Jillian. Now, Miss Jillian, how'd you get to be such a rock star? Um, I just auditioned and worked hard. I modeled first and then yeah. went into acting. Now, there's something about you. You've got an ama- the moment I met you, your quality just kind of comes forth. What is that about? Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm very open to meeting people, and I love meeting people because people are just so fun and kind. And I don't is know. that true? Yes. All right. So I have two 14 year olds. As a mom, I got to tell you. When you're raising children, there's a couple of things that you know everybody wants their child to be a star, but you did that. How important is your mom? daughter relationship um it's very important because we're very very close and there are times of course like every mom and daughter is going to get in an argument Mm -hmm. but we're very close like our relationship is very important because i'm always with her and she's been my everything now you gotta wait on my show on forbes factor we talk about health wealth and happiness you've got a couple of health issues you were born with what i have celiac disease um which is a um like i just I, i was born with it it's um where you can't eat gluten. so Which is interesting because I would say that 20 or 30 years ago, this wasn't really a disease. Yes. We hadn't really known about it. But all of a sudden, because of all the bad things that we put in our food, many adults develop it. You're the first child that I've ever heard of who actually was born with it. Really? Yeah. They call it gluten. Well, there's like people, they'll be like, oh, I'm just gluten sensitive. No, you're really like celiac. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so what happens when you're off, when you don't feel well? Um, huh? If I, gluten, I do not cheat. Like I may, it may get cross-contaminated or I may accidentally, but I never purposely eat gluten because that is like the last thing I purposely would want to eat. Okay, but hang on a sec. Because a lot of us, and I'm going to say almost all my listeners out there said, wait, isn't this gluten-free thing a fad? Now, I know no. you're young enough to not know that, <laughs> but we all grew up eating whatever we wanted. All of a sudden, yeah. everyone's got food allergies and this gluten thing. To my audience, from your perspective, what is gluten? Gluten is an added, it's like an added grain that's not needed. Like they can use corn instead. They can use tapioca instead. Like there's many other things they can use other than gluten. It's just something that's cheaper to buy. Right. And so the problem is it's messing with us. So let me tell you something. You look at this beautiful girl. Not only is she a rock star inside and out, but she is fighting something that because of all the GMO and all the things that we're doing to our food that you're suffering from. Yes, um, the only, like, the thing is, is when they put it in the food, it's not something that's, like, killing people or anything. It's just that it's not good for us. I well, mean, but it's... No, but seriously, now here's another crazy thing. You just lost your hair. Yes. Three days, your hair fell out. Now, guys, I know yes. this is radio. You may not be able to see this, but she's 13, 12, 12 years old. Yes. What we're doing to our food, and this is going to be a large part of my shows coming up, because the Forbes Factor focuses on health, wealth, and happiness. I firmly believe that if you're super healthy and you're broke, that's not so cool. <laughs> if you're super, f- yeah. You <laughs> don't deserve to be going through this, do you? 
I don't know. I guess not. No. no. <laughs> no. If you knew that there was a way that we could affect our food. So this was just a little bit of a teaser. We're going to come back in a couple of weeks with a full-on extensive interview with you. Would that be okay? That'd be, I'd be so down for that. Well, and I think so is our audience too because as moms of kids and as kids... I'm so jazzed by you. I love you. I want to give you a little bit of time here at the conference. Thank you. Tell so much, everybody. You love the California Women's Conference. I love the California Women's Conference. It's been so fun. I'm so excited to do it again tomorrow. Wait, wait. And last but not least, hang on. You are what? You are also promoting Spin Gym. Yes, I am. I, I've been doing it all day. I've sold 10 of them myself. Yeah. Okay. Rockstar. I love you. Entrepreneur. Healthy, wealthy, and fit, happy. We're going to kiss you off. And I'm going to bring on Dan real quick. And I will okay. see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. All right, guys. Don't go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Welcome back to the Forbes Factor. I'm hoping you're enjoying the show as much as I am listening to these interviews. We met Walter O'Brien, one of the smartest men in the world. We met Alvin Law, who makes his way through life without arms. Uh, My dear Jillian Estelle, who is uh, a combination of races. She is the epitome. I mean, she was in a movie called Black and White. Really, does that set the tone for the rest of her career? But also as a little girl, a little actress, she features some health challenges. So the show today... I want you to just take a moment and realize that you too are the sum of the obstacles that you overcome. That's the common thread here. You know, Walter was made fun of because he was too smart. Alvin was made fun of because he had no arms. Jillian has a heart issues. And my last guest, you've got to listen to Emmanuel Kelly. This little boy grew up to be a man with one of the most beautiful voices, and he wowed the judges on the X Factor. But the truth was he was born into war-torn Iraq, abandoned by his parents, actually physically thrown into a dumpster. And he was raised at an orphanage by Mother Teresa nuns. Let me tell you something. This is an amazing little boy who grew up to be a beautiful man. His, uh, his mom, Maura Kelly, he brought him to Australia for life-changing surgeries. And he spent about 14 years in Australia uh, 
overcoming some major obstacles. Now, how easy would it be for him to give up? And I, I encourage you to go on the internet and look at him physically. He's beautiful, but I'll tell you what, he faces challenges that you and I will never have to deal with. And even emotionally, what must that feel like to be thrown away by your parents and then still come out the other side? So one of the reasons I'm taking a moment just to share my love for him and everybody on this show is they were all a little different. There are times we all feel like an outcast. And I'll tell you what, some are more visible than others. If you walk through life with no arms, people notice. What kind of scars, what kind of baggage are you carrying that's keeping you from living your dream? So just imagine this. And in just a minute, we're going to play a clip from The X Factor 2011 as Emmanuel goes out on that stage in front of the Spice Girl Mel Brown, in front of Natalie and Guy Sebastian and these judges and 6,000 people in the audience. And he just stands there and says, I'm going to wow you with my beauty inside and out. And the most amazing thing is that Ronan Keaton actually said, he said, I don't think I've ever been as moved as I was by that performance. To this date, it has almost 23 million views on YouTube. Really? I mean, it's unbelievable what he has managed to create from a wonderful song that we all know called Imagine. I will tell you, this is one moment that if you've got somebody in your house, you want to grab them and you want to come listen to this or share this broadcast with somebody because this rendition of John Lennon's Imagine will not only touch your heart, but remind you that anything and everything is possible. Yeah, it's truly one of the best, most amazing renditions I've ever heard. And I'm going to tell you, his spirit is a wake-up call to everybody. This ability to touch, move, and inspire young and old people alike, that is what he does. That is his mission on the planet. Please take a listen right now to The X Factor, Emmanuel Kelly. Conference in Long Beach, California, and I'm also going to be rebroadcasting on my new tele- my new radio show called The Forbes Factor, which is going to air on Wednesdays noon. I'm going to invite you to come. It's launching on June 5th. If you were hearing a replay of this, you've already seen the show and love it, and you've emailed me many times, correct? I love you guys. Hey, so, but today, we are meeting some amazing people. I've got a man sitting next to me who's insanely handsome, very talented, and I don't know a lot about him, so we're going to discover this together, if that's okay with you. Please welcome Emmanuel Kelly. Hi. <laughs> like the, the sickest smile. You're going, oh my God, dude. Now you sing, correct? I try. You I try. try and sing. No, I do sing. Um, I am uh, a singer, an actor, a singer, an actor, a singer, an actor, and a model. And when I asked him where he lived, he was like, whoa, slow down. We have to have dinner first. That's a little it. presumptuous That's there, dude. It. Where are you from it. originally? Uh, I'm originally from Iraq. Um, so my story is I'm originally Wait, wait but you sound British. Well, l- l- let me talk. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. All right, so fine. It's, like it's your show now. Whatever. Um, no, I'm originally from Iraq. I uh, I was actually a little bit about my story. I was um, found in a box in a park in Iraq, um, where then I was taken to an orphanage by uh, some people. I wish I knew who they were, but they took me to the orphanage and left a little note and said, um, "This boy, we just found him in a park, and uh, his mum uh, left him there, and uh, and parents left him there." Uh, and I was raised there for by Mother Teresa nuns for about six years, uh, and during that time, I often say I've seen, I saw the worst and the best of mankind, um, because it was it was a brutal time. It was uh, it was war uh, in the middle of two wars, as well, and uh, and I, I unfortunately saw things that I regretted, but at the same time, it 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 created a maturity in me. When I was six, I was a twenty year old. <laughs> 
Mm. Um, I had to act and, 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 you know, change diapers and, and all that sort of stuff. And it was tough, you know. And, and my brother, who's not my biological brother, but um, love is the only thing that's stronger than blood. And our love together is, is very powerful. Um, but, you yeah, know, we, um, we were these two young boys who were just raised in this orphanage, the only mentally abled ones in the orphanage. Bedtime was at 4 a.m., 4 p.m. in the mm. afternoon. We would hear bombs, gunshots, the whole lot. When I was six years old, an incredible woman, Moira Kelly, she brought me out to Australia for surgery originally, operations, and uh, I had eight surgeries and operations over the years. Well, let's go back because years. what was wrong to start with? What uh, were the surgeries for? Well, the surgeries were essentially um, to make me look uglier because I was just so damn mm. incredibly yeah, handsome. That happens all the time. Which is, yeah, and, and hot and, you know, what can I say? Well, Sorry. some part of it seemed to have I'm single. <clears throat> <No>. <sighs> Focus, focus here. Wait focus, a second. Right, now I'm focus. looking at you. Now you have to understand because we're on radio. Yes. You have some physical interesting things going on. There Share is. with me what's going on physically because you look yeah. a little different from me. Not Absolutely. that I'm not good looking, but you know, I have five fingers, you don't. That, that's, that's, well, I well great observation. Uh, you know, good work. But, but we're on radio, so they can't see. Absolutely. I have some people say I have no, a face so for I'm, radio. I'm missing, I'm missing some body limbs and features. Where'd they go? Um, disappeared magic. Now, abracadabra. Let me ask a question. Were you born that way? I was born that way, yes. Okay. My parents were uh, were supposedly exposed to um, chemical chemicals that were in the air from the bombs and, and weapons that were going Well, what's off. interesting, now, you're challenged physically, yeah. but facially, and I'm not sure I'm going to want to ask get too personal here, gorgeous, stunningly Thank gorgeous. You. Thank you. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm, do you know what? It's funny because the front of me, and when you look at me, yeah, I, I, I do look very challenged physically, but... I call it differently abled um, because at the end of the day, I can do handstand push-ups and I can climb climb a, 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 a um, one of those walls that mm-hmm. that uh, those rock climbing walls. Well, but it's right? interesting. So one of my dear friends, Pedro, he was born with all four limbs. Mm-hmm. He has none of them now. That's amazing. So he has a very different challenge. At nineteen, they all were removed. Yeah. Wow. So you grew up. The way you are, but you said eight Absolutely. operations because why? What did they want to change? Different parts. So they they did hip, they did legs about three times, um, and then they did the middle leg, which just got bigger. I'm kidding. That was a rude joke. Okay, so now we need to move on to yes, we're going to go on to how how well he sings. Okay, so physically stunningly gorgeous, but unique, and thank that's one you, of the the, the, the message for me is that my dad put his hand in printing press when I was 14 years wow, old, that's had 15 operations, and I grew up in the hospital watching my dad go through this, mm. and he lost his palm. So I don't necessarily have any understanding, but I have an empathy of what some of that must be like to be challenged Absolutely. on any level. But the difference is, you know, you're challenged. Most people don't realize how challenged they really are. Absolutely. So no. now you're here and you're singing. Yep. You're doing a lot of things. Are you doing it because you're already uniquely talented because no, you just have this drive? My dream, my dream is to become the first differently abled um, commercial pop success mm. um, in order to help others to love themselves and give them hope. Um, my biggest message is loving yourself and I'm very excited I, uh, about it and, and the journey is incredible. I went on a TV show a couple of years ago, um, X Factor. And 500 million views later, I signed with a record label, um, Phil Mar Records. Sing for which me, Which is Bruno Mars's, come on, come on. Bruno Mars's come on. Uh, this is your big business opportunity. partner. Okay, here we go. Hundreds of millions of people listening. Ready to go. <laughs> I'm in love with the shape of you. If 
Push and pull like a magnitude And put my heart is falling too I'm in love with your body Last night you were in my room So my babe cheats smell like you Every day discovering something brand new I'm in love with the shape of you I'm go. totally embarrassed <laughs> and, and you just made that song up for me right now, right? I did No, I did. no, no no, 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 no. So you sign with the label. So you, I'm, I, I, man, I'm like in love with, I've never heard this concept, differently abled. I differently love that. Abled. Yeah, no, we're all differently abled. Um, you know, each person has their own challenges. Some are into, in, inside, some are outside. Um, but yeah, no, I sign with the label. I'm working with an awesome management team um, right now as well, which uh, looked after Michael Jackson and Prince and some awesome people as well, which is incredibly excited. I just performed a duet with Coldplay, which was awesome for a... a um, all right, so let me ask you a, a question. You're talented on the inside and outside. You've got somebody out there who's differently abled, not so talented. What's your one piece of advice that you say to them? Love yourself. It's as simple they as that. They can't do that. They're hard. It's hard. They're different people. Pick on them. What else do you say to them? They want to love themselves, but they can't. They're trying. Watch the news and watch what's going on in the world and then love yourself again and keep telling yourself, love yourself. Even tell yourself that you love yourself in front of the mirror so many times until you actually get to the point where you do genuinely love yourself. So even if it's fake, even if it's not real, look at that mirror and tell yourself, I love me, I love me. Every morning, every day, I believe in me, I love me. And, and you know what? And I will. I, and I get that. And that's called gestalt therapy. You just say it until you own it. Because you say it none of us come it. out of the womb going, "Oh my God, I'm amazing. No, I'm of perfect. I was an ugly, deformed no. little girl. I look like this. You are amazingly beautiful. You've Thank gone you. through all kinds of stuff. And by the way, I hope you can hear this on radio. But you've been kind of a little clanking. So remember, I said that Pedro spin gyms, and he has no arms and no legs. He uses his hook. Come here, give me this. So Emmanuel and I, if you can't see this, we are actually spin gyming right now. What's it doing for you? It's pumping me. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. Woo! I know. It feels kind of like sexual. Oh, go in <laughs> now. Sexual. We are singing. So I got to tell you, I don't know what the rest of the Californians Conference is doing, but I'm having like the time of my life here. You are awesome. I feel so blessed Thank that you, you popped into my life. Thank you. So here's the deal. How do we support you? Where do we go? You go to social media, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter is Emmanuel K. Twitter. Um, Facebook is Emmanuel Kelly Official. And same with Instagram, Emmanuel right. Kelly Official. Well, we're going to post a picture of us. i got a couple million yeah. fans. This was one of my favorite. I love being Thank on you. you can come over to my house any day and do that. Thank you. And for the rest of you guys, I'm Forbes Riley, probably the luckiest girl on the block. <laughs> Stay tuned. we got lots more coming back right after this. Don't go away. Well, hi, everybody. It's Forbes Riley, and welcome back to the last little piece of Forbes Factor for today. Wow. Just like you, I listened to everybody's interview today, and my heart is so moved to go out there and really make a difference. You know, when I listen to Walter O'Brien, and I've spent a lot of time talking to him, he sees the world completely different. I mean, can you imagine being smarter than Einstein? Yeah, and by the way, I'm going to encourage you to watch his show, Scorpion. I am just loving it. I think it's almost in its fifth season. And it is like a MacGyver meets a science project with great characters. And my, I'm going to give a big shout out to Walter for being a dear friend, a great supporter. And, and he's up to some wonderful things. So you might want to reach out to him on Facebook. Uh, to Mr. Alvin Law, wow. You know, he took my spin gym. And for those of you who, who adore me and love what we're doing here, you know, spin gym is this product that I created that we've now sold 2 million of around the world. 
And I encourage you guys to go to shopforbesreilly.com and get a spin gym, not only for you, but for someone that you love who is sitting at a desk and complaining maybe that their belly is too big or their arms are too flabby or they don't have time for the gym. Well, that is what my spin gym and my spin gym programs do. And of course, you know, we have other programs that go along with that. My eat journal so that you never have to diet again. But jokingly, I have said that, you know, everyone says, well, who is spin gym right for? And I said, well, anyone who has arms. Well, and then I met Alvin Law, who has no arms. Well, crazy thing. Alvin puts it in his toes and he spin gyms better than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, it is about being connected to your core. And that man truly is the definition of it's possible. You know, so many people just look at you and go, oh, I can't do this or I'm trying to do that. I'm going to ask you, Kara Forbes Riley today, to do a little vocabulary makeover. You know, I know you got your pens out because you never listen to a Forbes Riley show without one. Next time you hear someone you love or yourself saying the word, I can't. I'm trying, I should, I could, I might, maybe one day. All of those are roadblocks to your success. How do you get to be a Walter O'Brien who got crucified in school for being so smart, being told he can't? Or an Alvin, I mean, seriously, he has to eat with his feet. Please don't tell me that you've been bullied worse than a man who eats with his feet and plays the trombone with his feet, okay? Then you've got Jillian. And Jillian's living in a world where things are not necessarily black and white. And she's trying to find her way when there's this huge racial war going on all around her. And she just wants to be a little girl. They don't have time to say can't, won't, should, try. That is not the road to success. It is about doing, being active, and surrounding yourself with amazing people, which in this show I did. I often say that you're some of the five people closest to you when you're hanging out with a Walter O'Brien, an Alvin Law, a Jillian Estelle, or my last guest was Emmanuel Kelly. Now, let's get honest. Did you cry during that rendition of Imagine? Because I did. I cannot imagine what it must have been like for him and his little, his, he calls him his brother, but his best friend, to be physically challenged in an orphanage, hoping someday that someone would love you. And then to have enough courage to face the world, which is very judgmental, and stand there and sing, oh my gosh, what is that about? Well, those are the people that I stand next to, and I'll tell you what. They make me a better person, and I'm hoping today's show made you a better person as well. If you love the Forbes Factor, please share it with your friends. Go on social media. Tell them something amazing is happening here on the Influencers Network at Voice America, and it happens care of Forbes Riley. You can find me on Facebook. I'm there all the time, and I answer my own correspondence. I do my own social media. But if you truly have a question, something burning in your heart that you want to reach out to me or my team Maybe a guest or an idea you'd like to see on my show. We've got some amazing shows coming your way with outrageous celebrities and outrageous topics. So stay tuned every week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon. Simply write Forbes, which is my name, Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. And we will get back to you as soon as we can. Give me 24 hours. We get a lot of email. But we do have a policy here in my world that we respond to everyone who reaches out. So Forbes at Forbes Riley. And lastly, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Come see me live. Yeah. Go to ForbesFactorLive.com. We've got them every couple of months. There is one in your state, in your hometown coming to you. Go right now. Type in www.ForbesFactorLive.com. The video there will touch your heart. I know that we're here to inspire, whether it's business, personal, health, wealth, and happiness. My name is Forbes Riley, and my mission is to take you and your life to the very next level. I think today, me and my friends, hmm, maybe we did a pretty good job. 
Let us know how we're doing. Reach out. Stay connected. I love you, and I'll see you again next week. Bye. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.